a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You're listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that you're doing really well today. We are in the middle of this series that I'm so excited about. I hope that you had a chance to listen to last week's program where we talked about God is love. And if you didn't have a chance to listen to it, you need to go back. You need to download it. You need to listen to it. I'm going to ask you to share it with your friends because we had church. We talked about how God is love and how his love is unconditional love and how he lavishes that love on us so that we can be called children of God. And that is, in fact, who we are. And so we want to live from a position of love. We want to experience love. We want to express love. We want to find love in the context of our relationship with God. And we want that full, free, abundant life. And so last week, Shelly Chandler from Go3 Ministries joined us and she is back today. We're going to talk about hope today because doesn't love naturally lead to hope? Absolutely. Yes. Love just lends itself to hope. Absolutely. And so we're going to talk about how God is hope. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about you and me. I love for the listeners to get an inside (laughs) view of my relationships and my friends and their lives and who they are, because it's a great picture of the body of Christ. Oh my, yes. So we have fun whenever we hang out together. And recently we were in a meeting and the women in the meeting were talking about the radio program and the podcast. And one of them specifically was listening to the radio program as she was driving into the meeting. And and you just pick up the story and and tell us what she said. (laughs) Well, she was talking about how she was just driving and she was listening and she's very animated so it made the story even better but her eyes were getting bigger and she said because you all know how fast Andrea talks and of course we're all laughing about that because yes that is something that we we understand when we get excited we speak fast and she said and the faster she talked the faster I was driving she said and all of a sudden I looked down I was going 85 miles an hour (laughs) (laughs) well listen I brought that particular story up for a reason I will not be responsible for any speeding tickets absolutely zero responsibility there. So set your cruise control as you listen to the show and enjoy it. I have to admit that whenever I listen to the program, I leave the process tired because I'm like, oh, just breathe, sister. And I'm talking to myself, just breathe. But when I worked in a local church and I did announcements, that's when I really heard from individuals that said, I cannot listen that fast. You've got to slow down. You've got to breathe. And so I have gotten a little bit better over the years. So that's just a fun story from a meeting that we were in just a couple of days ago. All right. So we were talking last week about God is love. And so Shelly, tell us what that means to you. I just love that God is love. There's just something about love. We all seek it. We all crave it. Um, And if we're not careful, we'll look for it in just places where it will never satisfy us. But God has and God offers the kind of love that is eternal that will satisfy that when you receive it you will be overwhelmed but at the same time completely full and so it's just the perfect 
love that God has for us. Amen. That right there, we can hashtag, we can post it. (laughs) That is wonderful. God is love and it is a satisfying love and we're so hungry for it. So this week we're going to move the conversation forward as we talk about how God is hope. And I know that that particular topic means a lot to you, Shelly. In fact, you wrote a blog about it just a couple of weeks ago. So tell us your story and how God's hope just means everything to you. Well, I've been living through a season of, I can't call it anything other than just disappointment. It's been this this time in my life where everything seems to not go exactly the way that I was expecting it to go. And of course, we have these human expectations and we place these false expectations on people and we place them in circumstances. Some of the time they come through, but a lot of the time, because we are human, because we are fallible and because this world is not perfect, these hopes, these expectations lead to disappointment. And so I had been experiencing a season of these and I had just reached my limit. And (laughs) I'm sure some Someone out there can raise their hand in solidarity. But I was thinking, okay, I'm done with this. I'm ready to move on. Um, Is there some way that I can avoid this circumstance? Because I'm not willing to put myself in a place of vulnerability again, where I have my my hopes, my expectations raised only for them to be let down. And so I was reading through a devotional at the time. Um, it was an Advent devotional speaking on just the attributes of Christ and just who he is for us at Advent. And I was going through this chapter in Romans chapter five, and it was just speaking on just how God is with us in all kinds of circumstances. And as I was going through and reading it, it was just really good stuff. And I was like, yes, this is good. I know this. I believe this. And then I came to this certain verse that just struck me anew. And if you are not familiar with this, God's word is the only book that will do that to you. It's the only book that is new every time you open it. It's fresh every time you open it. It's the only book that brings you perspective every time. And it's truth for you to cling to. It's it's not just some false thing. It's absolute truth. And so when I read this verse, it was talking about just how we can rejoice in our sufferings because we know what suffering produces. It produces perseverance. And perseverance develops our character. And character gives us hope. And then this verse, and it says this, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. And it was as if God was speaking over me saying, Shelly, I know you've been disappointed again. I know you've been hurt again, but I will never disappoint you. Do you not see, do you not understand how every time you're hurt this way, What it does indirectly is it pushes you to me. And every time you come to me, have I ever once disappointed you? And I said, no, God, never. You have never disappointed me. And that's one of the things about God that we need to understand is God is hope. And that hope will never lead to disappointment. It's not that God won't disappoint us. It's that he's incapable of disappointing us. And when he speaks a promise to us, that promise is 
for sure. That promise is truth. That is promise that something you can grab a hold of and take with you. And so that was something that I needed personally in that moment, because we know if you're a church girl or church person, you know that we have hope in our eternal salvation. And Jesus Christ is that hope. But what God knew that I needed at that moment, I needed hope for today. And so he gave me that. And it was such a beautiful gift when he told me, my hope will never lead you to disappointment. What a wonderful example of how God's word speaks directly into our lives and how the spirit of God, along with the word of God, penetrates our hearts and our minds and really divides even our thoughts. It divides our intentions. It divides bone and marrow in a sense. It really helps us to see who we are, where we are in our process of trusting God, of hoping in God, of pursuing God, and also applying God's word to our everyday lives. And you know, that's something I'm so passionate about, Shelly, is seeing women grab that word and to do something with it. And you did, you wrote a blog about it. (laughs) And you didn't know that I was reading that blog, right? And so as soon as I saw Shelly post the blog, I read it and I was like, this is a powerful message because in this message, I see a process, Yes, you know? And so we wanna talk about that process as we look at Romans chapter five, because one thing we've talked about here on the show so many times is that God is not a God of chaos. He is a God of order. And I think that that too brings a sense of hope into our lives because it reminds us that our lives are not out of control and that God is walking with us. He's going before us. He's coming behind us. He is hemming us in on every single side and he is walking us down this path. And it's a narrow path. And it is a path that leads ultimately to freedom, not in our circumstances, but in our God. And so let's look at Romans chapter five and let's just take it apart. Starting in verse five, is that where you picked up? Yes, but we can back up where it begins when it says in verse three, not only so, but we also rejoice Mm. in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character hope. All right, so that's a different perspective than what we often bring to the table. Because when we sense suffering is on the way, what do we do? We back out. We're out, yeah, right? We're like, it's, how fast can I leave this situation? That's right. How fast can we, you know, beg God to change this situation? And and rightfully so sometimes. Absolutely. Because we don't want to necessarily think that we have to jump up and down. Yay, suffering is on the way. And I don't think that's what he means by this context. Right. It's not rejoice like, yay, my team won. Uh, yay, I'm suffering again. <laughs> it's more of this Well, there's no other word for it, but hope. When you are going through suffering, that gives you hope that, first of all, I am a child of God. I wouldn't be going through this if I wasn't a child of God. So this gives me hope of my salvation that comes on later in the verse, but also hope that God is with me, hope that God will not leave me. So every time we go through suffering, it is just a reminder of who we are in God. And the suffering, what scripture says, produces that perseverance. And so let's talk a little bit about perseverance. You know, I have two boys, you have three boys. So we're boy moms here. (laughs) My boys play sports. And so perseverance is something that we have to talk about a lot. And I was actually just thinking about this concept of something that our coach says. And when I say our coach, like I'm on the team too, right? right? We all know that I'm all in when it comes to (laughs) the boys in sports and just all things. But like he'll, he'll do something and when he does it, it always catches my attention. He'll blow the whistle a couple of times and he says on the whistle. And whenever he says on the whistle, it means the 
the whistle's going to tell you what to do. So one whistle means one thing, two whistles mean another thing. And what he's looking at as he's directing those boys with the whistle is their perseverance. Are they willing to listen and then persevere and do that thing all the way to the end? And so when we see in Scripture that perseverance produces character in the midst of our suffering, then it makes me think of being on the whistle, right? We've got to listen for God. We've got to pursue God. We've got to keep walking in what God's calling us to do, even when we would rather maybe run and hide. And in the midst of that, God's saying, hey, there's this incredible hope that I have for you, because this hope does not mean that you won't experience suffering, but it means I'm always with you. So on the other side of the break, we're going to come back and we're going to unpack this concept of hope and perseverance and character and how ultimately God cannot disappoint. In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit andrealennonministry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's andrealennon.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea. So we're back and we're talking about hope and how hope does not disappoint. Yes. And Shelly, that's worth shouting. Yes, absolutely. Oh, praise God that we have a God that his hope, his promises will never lead to disappointment. And the truth is that hope is available to us in the midst of trials. It's available to us in the midst of problems. It's available to us in seasons like what you were talking about, where you feel like you have one disappointment after the next disappointment after the next disappointment. And God shows up and reminds us that our hope is not in the temporary. It's in the eternal. And you know what that reminds me of? And this is something I think that is so important is the definition of hope. Like what is really the definition of hope? And I looked it up in Webster's Dictionary. And this is how Webster defines hope. He says, a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Oh, yeah. And so like there's this desire, there's like this goal, there's like this target that a lot of times we put our hope in and we say, we want that thing to happen. And when that thing happens, it gives us hope. Yes. But there's another definition for hope that I find to be especially helpful. And it's more of a biblical definition of hope. And what we see in scripture, whenever we see the word hope, it means a trustful expectation in regards to the promises of God. And so that changes our perspective in the midst of trials, in the midst of problems, in the midst of disappointments, because whenever we put our hope in a temporary solution, then we're setting ourselves up to experience despair because sometimes life does disappoint us. But when we understand the true definition of biblical hope, which is trustful expectation in regards to the promises of God, which we know is a scripture to claim, like what happened to you with Romans chapter five, where you go, okay, I have a word from the Lord and this word is yes and amen in Jesus Christ, then that does not disappoint. Absolutely. He will never disappoint us. And we talked earlier about this being a process and we we must understand that the Christian life is a process. It's going to be a series of highs and lows. And that's why we have this this truth, this affirmation given to us in the scripture today that we're looking at in Romans chapter 5, because it is speaking of that our sufferings will produce 
perseverance. And this perseverance, it develops our character. It makes us stronger. It enables us when trials and sufferings come our way, we can look at them and we can have assurance through God that we will get through this. And then that is what gives us hope. And then, oh, that beautiful verse that comes right after that, when it says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, because that is who our God is. He is a God of hope and everything that he brings us and it comes through his hand and comes through this process is all leading us to this place of hope. Yes. And what I love about Romans 5, 5, it, it continues and it says, and this hope, which does not disappoint us, it's actually poured into our lives by his love, which I love how all of that is connected nice together. together. Right. The, the God of love becomes the God of hope in the midst of our perseverance, in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our problems, in the midst of our disappointments. And he becomes the center of our lives. Amen. And that's the solid foundation that we live and that we move from and that we breathe from. And so that's whenever you have these real life situations that are full of struggle and strain and disappointment, but yet you're steady and you're strong strong in the midst of it. So again, we love to get real here. What does this truth look like in our everyday lives? And so whenever the bank account is empty, Mm. whenever the diagnosis is not what we expected, when the marriage or the relationship or the friendship is not going well, when the prodigal child is not returning home, and for every one of those descriptors, women are saying, that's me, that's me, that's me. Like that's not just a statement that is a reality reality in the midst of my life right now what do we hang on to we hang on to this truth that god is telling us that we are learning that we can rejoice and it's once again it's not a let's go team kind of rejoice it's the kind of rejoice that we know that there is something good coming from this that we know that through this god is working and god is developing and god is present he is not absent in our life and the reason we can say that is because all these things that are developing in us bring us back to the hope and we have the eternal hope of our salvation but we also have that hope that we need in the real and in the now that God is for us and he will never be against us never you know and so that that produces hope that produces that endurance and whenever we think about the length and the depth of his love for us then we should reciprocate that same length and depth of hope in him and it just really goes together it is hand in hand and something that came up in our last program i think is completely appropriate for this moment right here which is trust yes we have to trust his process we have to trust his plan we have to trust his hand and we have to trust his heart. You know, we have to know that he loves us and that he is at work in ways that we can't even see, that we can't even fathom. Like when you were in the midst of that season of disappointment, I love how real you were as you described that because you said, I want to be done with this season. Like if we could say that, right, I'm just like, I'm done with this, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to go through the sanctification process. But quite honestly, I'm done with it. Amen. You know, we're we're done. Let's check it off the 
the list. Mm -hmm. But in the midst of that, to have a hope in the character of God, to have a hope in the promises of God, to have a hope in the plan of God, that again becomes everything that we need as we move through that time. And so we really want to challenge everyone to have this just hopeful, trustful expectation when it comes to who God is, that our hope is not in the circumstances of life, but rather in the creator of all things and how we have this opportunity to abide in him as he abides in us and that we can know apart from him, we can do nothing. But as we abide in him, much fruit will come through our lives. And that is to the father's glory. And so if you're listening today and you're thinking, I want that hope, I want that hope. I need that hope. I need to have a shift when it comes to my mindset, when it comes to my thinking, whenever it comes to my expectations, then this message is for you. We want you to embrace this biblical truth that hope is not dependent upon our circumstances, but yet hope is available today in the midst of our circumstances. And so Shelly, just have some practical words for us. How can we express hope in the midst of what we feel like is a hopeless situation? Well, what we must understand, first of all, is that in God's economy, it's going to be completely opposite of our human understanding. Um, God tells us to love our enemies. He tells us to pray for those who persecute us. He tells us to turn the other cheek. And so this is no different. When God allows, and we need to say that, when God allows problems and difficulties and trials to come through your life, it's not to torment you. It's not to persecute you. It is to push you to him. And that is where the hope comes from. God is the only God that does that. God is the only thing that will ever do that. Every other trial and circumstance that you come through, if it's from human hands or from some kind of human circumstance, that will always lead you to a disappointment and it will always lead to heartache. But God, when he gives you a struggle, when God gives you something that he wants you to work through and go through, it's because he's giving it to you to lead you to him. And he promises us that that will never lead to disappointment. So it actually becomes a platform for his incredible work in our lives. And so that's the first thing that we can do is to have just a different mindset whenever it comes to struggles and trials and problems and even sometimes temptation. We know that God is not one to tempt us, but yet he always provides a way of escape. And so as we pursue him, as we put our eyes on him, as we are just persevering in the midst of that temptation or trial or whatever it is, it does, in a sense, push us towards him. So that's important. That's the mindset. Some practical things that I think about whenever I'm in a situation that leads to a sense potentially of hopelessness is I begin to engage in spiritual warfare in that moment. And whenever I talk about engaging in spiritual warfare, that means getting a word from the word and fighting well equipped. And so if you are in a situation where you are experiencing shame or guilt or fear or anxiety or doubt or regret or hopelessness in any way, my first question to you is, what's your word? Okay. I love this verse because this speaks such to 
truth over so many circumstances. It's Ephesians 6 where it says, our struggle is not with flesh and blood. It is with the principalities and powers of darkness. And that to me speaks so much because most of our time when we're disappointed, when we're going through a struggle, when we're having some kind of heartache, it's with another person. And God's word is very clear on that. It says, you know what? Your struggle is not with people. It's not with other humans. It's not with humanity. Your struggle is actually you have a very real enemy and that enemy is seeking to destroy you. If this enemy can discourage you, if this enemy can make you feel hopeless, then that is what the enemy wants. And so we have this specific word that tells us that our struggle is not with flesh and blood. And to me, that flips that mindset that brings you back and gives you fresh perspective on what is going on in your life. And that's so powerful because then we can place our energy and our time and sometimes even just those feelings of frustration in the right place. And that's something I tell people all the time. Make sure that your frustration and your anger is going in the right direction because we can have a holy anger. Jesus had that. Absolutely. So what if we get angry with the enemy instead of our circumstances and we're saying, you know what, game on. I'm going to get a word from the word. I'm going to engage in spiritual battle. And then the next thing that I would encourage everybody to do, journal. Oh, yes. You need to be writing down the work of God, the promises of God, the provision of God, the presence of God in your daily life and in the midst of that time of disappointment. Because here's what we have to do. And this is a mindset thing. It's easy to focus on all the things that we say are not there or not enough or not in the right time or whatever. Like we will focus on all those things that are temporary that we think we have to have in order to be hopeful, in order to be victorious, in order to be more than a conqueror. But we're missing the boat whenever we invite temporary things to position us for an eternal reality. So we have to just begin to see how God is present. He is active. He is providing in the midst of that difficulty, that trouble, that trial, that disappointment. And when we write it down, it puts a stake in the ground. God is with me. God is for me. God is not, you know, trying to make my life miserable. Right. right? And so we come at it with the right mindset. We come at it equipped with the word of God. We come at it from a practical standpoint where we're saying, I'm looking for the goodness of God in the midst of this difficulty, this trial, this temptation, and I am going after the enemy. And that puts us in a place of engaging in the process of being more than a conqueror as we have endurance, as we have character that's being developed, as we are experiencing suffering. And we know in that moment that that hope, it will not disappoint. This episode of Inspire On The Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth On The Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.